Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stompbox situation. We've got Austin doing an in-house Alabama Shakes cover for mm-hmm. an audience of two. Uh, the crowd went wild after yeah. that one. Yeah. As always, my name's Ian. And my name is Austin. And today, what do we have today? for that Today we are going to be doing the Big Sky from Strymon. And what we just learned about Strymon, which was so cool to us is that they were born just a town over Westlake Village. Mm-hmm. We're in Newberry Park, which is considered part of Thousand Oaks, which is right next to Westlake. But the coolest part about that is just that it's a, it's a local company and mm-hmm. they've grown to be homegrown. Influ- yeah, homegrown. Homegrown. Literally. They're homegrown and they're and they're one of the most influential pedal companies today, I would say. Mm-hmm. The Big Sky is a beautiful reverb stomp box. Really, it it has three stomps it on does. one massive it, box. The color of the big sky looks like reverb. Yes, it <laughs> is the color you know of reverb. Literally, I mean. if, <laughs> if big sky was a color, it would be considered big sky blue. Yeah, um, it it really is the color of of like a perfect teal blue sky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a a stomp, a B stomp, and a C stomp. Mm-hmm. 12 different reverb banks to select from, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Austin, do you want us run run us through some of these what these stomps and some of these knob combinations do? I would love to. So, like Ian was saying it has three stomps, A through C, and if you hit the bottom left two stomps, not bottom, far left two stomps at the same time, you're going to bank down, and if you hit the two right at the same time, you're going to bank up. So you can save presets. So if you want to go in between songs, or through a song in different reverb types, you know, like maybe your chorus is more wet. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. That way, if you have a gig, you know, you can, you can have your songs preloaded and your Mm -hmm. reverbs pre like worked out before you're even at the gig. That way there's no fussing. There's no recreating. There's no taping your pedal with like arrows to let you know where to go. Mm -hmm. And Um, the big sky also has MIDI in. So you could send a MIDI signal to it. So if you have a pedal switcher or looper that sends MIDI, you also control it that way, which is super useful because if you're going through presets of a song, you know, you want to turn five on, three off, change to your reverb. Yeah, it's a perfect feature. Like one of the things you and I have talked about before with the big skies, like whether you're in the studio or you're touring or like just literally doing a local gig at a coffee shop, whatever it may be, it small needs small or large. It's going to be a super useful pedal, mm-hmm. and really, you could use it on vocals. You could use it on a drum kit. I I really think this is, as far as a musician's toolkit, one of the best reverb pedals out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't even own it, so that's just coming from someone who doesn't even own one, <laughs> and they think it's one of the best reverb boxes out there. I think it's because of the versatility for me. I don't know, Austin. Why don't you share a little bit what you like about this pedal since you yeah. are the owner of it? It's this just a freaking monster, man. It's a huge pedal. I've had it for about two years now, and I've really only gone through like three different types of reverb. And then I find a setting, I'm like, oh shit, this is the setting's fucking badass, you know. And then I put it on everything. Like I'll put it on like a whole record, or if I do session stuff, I'll just put that reverb on. And it's really just a plate, or it's just a large hall. That's awesome. That is kind of thing. Yeah, that's and the, the cool thing is the parameters change on a reverb by reverb basis so you can really get a lot of different tones throughout the different 
types. So essentially you can alter or modify certain aspects of the reverb yes. according to your needs. That's the the fucking best way to say that. <laughs> the parameters hey. are customizable. Well, you know what? Sometimes it um sometimes words are like art. Yeah, I'm trying to make together. it all artsy. Like, oh, Flowery. Yes. And... You know, the big sign, my streamer. Here at NPR Radio, <laughs> we talk about environmental issues and customizable knobs. Customizable parameters. You did so much better than I did. <laughs> uh, it's because it's like somebody I've actually heard before on the radio. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Really? Like, I think that's how you do the best impressions. You've heard someone who mm -hmm. literally sounds like that, right? So there is a guy on NPR. I don't know his name. Mm -hmm. But but uh, he he sounds like hello today we're <laughs> recovering hunger in South Africa. <laughs> um. All right. Enough ripping on NPR. Yeah. Sorry, NPR. But moving to the face layout of the Big Sky, it does have those three foot switches. It has some knobs on it. Was that total of two, four, nine? One of them controls the type of reverb. That one is a value knob, so that's where you would save the reverb setting that you did, or you can go through the settings, like deep settings of the reverb Yeah, itself. so when you engage that yeah. value knob by clicking it down, right? You click it down, and then yeah. you turn it, and then it that's a rotary encoder. So when you turn it, you just go through mm, the settings awesome. of the reverb. You can change the name through there, that kind of stuff. And then you have a tone knob, tone for days. The two parameter knobs, a modulation that modulates the reverb, a mix knob, pre-delay, and a decay. And then on the back of the pedal, you have a cab filter um, switch that you can engage if you run your guitar tone DI and just want to get the sound of going through, you know, your amp. You don't want that super glassy sound. You want to try to avoid that kind of thing. So say you just run to the PA in the house. That's where you engage the cab filter. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Great feature, right? Again, for somebody who might find themselves in multiple music settings mm -hmm. and and a changing variety of music settings too because the reality is most musicians do not make their income in one place so yes it's very very versatile and and in in its own way although it's a large pedal it's very it's a um, big boy yeah it's very travelable movable right like you see a lot of guys nowadays you know just have like a a timeline, a big sky, and a couple other pedals, like, you know, a couple ODs or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe maybe even a, uh, you know, a buffer. And There's also a buffer in the big sky. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And also a spillover function. So if you want to switch in between reverbs, say you want to hit a spring, and then in the chorus, you want to hit a large hall, you could do that, and then you would get trails. It's an awesome design. And, you know, it offers so much. Again, you see a lot of guys nowadays with these minimalist pedal boards, where mm -hmm. they've only got, you know, the big sky, maybe a timeline and maybe three other pedals um, that make their sound happen and their rig happen. And I feel like for the gigging musician, the traveling musician, somebody who plays behind bands, yeah, you know, to be able to capture that many sounds in one pedal, I think is crucial. You know? Yeah. I mean, the negative side of it is it's a pretty penny. Yeah, I was going to say, expensive. let's talk a little bit about the cons, right? Yeah. The cons would be affordability. Affordability for sure. Yeah. It takes a, a lot of power. 
believe it's 350 milliamps. Mm-hmm. So it's and a, it's, it's a big and boy. it's big. I mean, it's it's the size of uh, probably two and a half standard Boss pedals, or like mm-hmm. two and a quarter. And so it, you know, if you're pressed for space and you can get the job done with a smaller reverb, a lot of people use like mini Hall of Fames, other things like that. It, yeah, you know, you might argue that it's not worth it. You know, mm-hmm. especially with coming in at uh, is it like two hundred and fifty retail or for what? Uh, Big Sky. The Big Sky three. It's around. It's like five hundred. No, that's that's that's. I didn't even know that. That's yeah, fucking crazy. It's it's an investment, man. But you know what you're getting, though. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're buying a very really reliable pedal. Five hundred dollars. You're paying for what you get, for sure. Um. But I think, are you also paying for the name, and are you also paying for the some of the boutique pedal trend? Um, what would you say? Mm, or is maybe. that all that five hundred? The time and energy it took them to put that pedal together and then to manufacture. I it? think so because there's a lot of cool shit you can do in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like without that pedal. I mean, at least I can speak for myself. Without that pedal, I wouldn't have been inspired to write a lot of the music that I have. And to me, that's worth $500. Yeah, that's a big, it's a big point. Mm-hmm. An excellent point. Okay, so we're on, well, I'm on LaCroix number one. So by the end of this, I'm hoping to get LaCroix number three. That's a crazy session. Yeah, if I'm Austin ready. If Austin gets to LaCroix number three, that's when weird stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. That's when that's, he starts throwing bottles. That's when we get weird. Breaking guitar necks. <laughs> Today, we're running a 2016 ES-339, USA-made, into a Vox AC-15. Mm-hmm. So here's a clean tone. Before we, before we get the clean tone going, I need to clear something up with Ian. We need to clear the air. You lied. I saw John Mayer without Ian. Ugh. That's... I'm sorry. That's why the divorce rate's over 50% in California. <laughs> People do stuff like that. Like, oh, I, okay. Stompbox situation update. I saw his pedal board. Oh. Yep. Nice. I'm sorry I didn't take pictures, nice. everybody. That would have been so sweet. guess what reverb he was using? Not a big sky. The blue sky. The blue sky. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Because he's thinking, sky. I don't need all. I don't need <laughs> it. He, he's probably thinking I could have a whole drawer of reverbs yeah. in my stand in the back. But yeah, yeah. That's that's so cool. Mm-hmm. What? Um, so he was running a simple pedal board then. He wasn't using his cabinet. He wasn't, he no. With. Yeah, he was doing the pedal switches himself too. So at the show, it was just him. Mm-hmm. He didn't have his band with him. So he was looping himself and he was doing samples on his computer. But yeah, the board was him and he was operating the board himself. Did you get the chance to catch any other pedals? See any other pedals? I saw the Flint. I saw um, the Mini Moog Drive. Yeah, the new new Moog ones. It's black. Yep. Black and silver. Mm -hmm. Um, The Blue Sky. That's really all I remember. Mm. It was, yeah, it was a pretty minimal board. Yeah, that's, you know, it's it's cool when you get that chance to Mm -hmm. look at a player's board and see, especially when if he's one of your favorite players 
or someone's sound you really like to get mm -hmm. a get a sense of like what they might be using because i know i've seen some shows at times and wondered how they were producing a certain sound i just couldn't yeah. pin it and then you see the pedal board and you're like oh duh mm -hmm. it's coming all from that one right guess what so, ampy is going through was it his prs custom one no the j mod no, no yeah the j mod yeah, not the j mod no think fender? think combo who's using a fender head right oh his two rock no it was no john mayer signature mod it was a 65 reissue princeton just a just the princeton oh, he, okay so he had one princeton and then the other amp was a deluxe mm. so he's doing deluxe princeton stereo you stereo think? yeah that must have sounded really nice oh yeah i mean of course it's john, john mayer, mayer right? anyways this is my clean tone <laughs> some wetness here. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why the big sky is fucking awesome. Because I can't really play the guitar. I can't rip. I'm not a ripper. You know, I'm a slow, low and slow, you know? You're going for vibes, right? I'm going for vibes. I'm definitely not a ripping guy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It, 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 it can be a utility because I think there's a lot of music like, you know coming from someone like yourself that is m less about maybe the technicality of the guitar playing although some of the stuff that you do is really beautiful and technical in itself i think like you're saying it it's like you're you know you can move into a place where you're thinking more about a, a textural palette mm -hmm. rather than you know what scale you're playing or what chord yeah. you're playing and i think it 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 opens the door right to like you're saying like you said earlier even to be inspired to write maybe even music you've never heard of before or thought mm -hmm. of before. And I think that 
did in some ways happen, right? Like you were saying with your album. Yeah. Like you probably would not written that written that album had no. it not been with no the way. Big Sky, right? Yeah. So what you just heard was the Bloom Reverb. Um, and that's giving you an idea of the wet signal mm -hmm. um, going through the big sky. And as you heard when I ran through all the knobs, it's a very little amount of reverb. And it still sounds so big and luscious. You can only imagine where it could go from there. And so we're going to switch over to the plate reverb and start there. And we're going to work our way through this tank or through the 12 different tanks with you guys. So Austin is going to be playing us through each of these tanks. So if you hear something you like, give him a shout out. And as always, if you don't like it, definitely give him a shout out also. So Austin's adjusting these knobs here. He's adjusting us to a place where we've got our decay at, you know, probably about 35%. We've mm -hmm. got a pre-delay. That's going to be about 60. a second of reverb. Mm -hmm. It's a very... Super. Very, very close to being dry, but still wet. Mm. Nice. Little James Brown. And our mix is at 25%. We're going to keep our tone at 50, our parameter 1 at 50, and we've got parameter 2 and our modulation at 0. extremely small it's just a little thing behind it just adds that little bit of tone right mm -hmm. if, you, if you just want a taste of taste of tone the taste of tone the taste of tone so we're gonna alter these uh, knobs a little so we're gonna get much more we'll get bigger yeah much yeah more big so the sound. second parameter knob on the plate setting is going to control a small plate or a large plate so we're going to switch that over to a large plate we're going to keep the pre-delay all the way down, just so you guys get the sense of that. We'll mess with that later. And then turn the decay up a little bit and turn the mix up. Get huge. This is more like two seconds of delay, right? Yeah. But Still small, but but much bigger in a way where it's like it adds this new layer of texture, mm -hmm. right? That wasn't really quite present in a one second delay on the reverb. Yeah, 
I say we just keep getting bigger with it, right? Let's get big. So, what we got on this guy is a very large decay. I brought the mix up to about 50, and I turned the pre-delay up, pre up just a little bit just to kind of let the guitar go through before the reverb comes in. Um, what else did I do? I turned the low end up a little bit, and I rolled the tone back a little. Deliciously long. one for sure right now austin is using the value knob to scroll through the different parameters that you're allowed to adjust with the plate but with the plate it's really just really it's just size you could boost on a preset by preset basis in tone modulation mm -hmm. really the stuff you could do on the other reverbs but what makes this one different is the changing of the plate size yeah absolutely should we take you to a place where it's a little bit weird? Maybe play with adding on some uh, pre-delay and yeah. some modulation? Just to give it. people an idea of a plate with that comboed. Let's full crank that modulation. So we got the modulation on 100%. And that pre-delay at like 45%. I'm just going to do a slap so you guys can hear the reverb. That's a plate. It's amazing. Right? I mean, if you think about some of the more wet offerings on this pedal, that plate already sounds amazing, and we yeah. haven't even gone through. That's what I'm saying, man. Choices I've had this for two years, and it's like, I've really only gone to hull, plate, and spring. I Maybe, understand you know? completely. Because totally. it sounds good, and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I'll just keep it on here and put on everything. I think this is where the, the value to... really catches up right it's like you're spending five hundred dollars but you could probably spend years discovering different tones you can pull out of this box mm -hmm. and so and a lot of and you could spend that time you know exploring it too which it can be hours of fun as we all know with you know by yourself or just with a friend you know to yeah 
to tone hunt, you know, it can be a very fun thing, especially with a pedal of this caliber. I think now what we're going to do that you guys have an idea of the plate reverb is move on. Sounds good to me. And move on to what? Let's do a hall reverb next. Yeah. Since it's right there next to our plate. So we'll um, give you an idea of uh, a dry signal again really quickly, just to give you a little tone or a tone palette cleanser, if you will. Um, and then we're going to hit you with just a, uh, a small amount of hall reverb. <laughs> Dry tone. Dry tone. <laughs> this is going to be the uh, the arena setting. So what I think the difference is on this one is the attack of the reverb comes in a lot quicker and the decay is a lot shorter. It's more of a versus. Let's give him an idea of since we're on arena, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just do a like like a large arena. Yeah. Give him an idea of like what it would sound like super open, and then we could go to a large concert hall for everybody too, right? It's Austin killing it over Jeez. here on guitar and pedal today. Thanks, man. You're welcome, bro. Welcome, bro. That's a huge... It's a big decay. One of those things where you definitely get lost in right when you start playing. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yeah. Instantly establishes a feel of ambiance. Yeah. And and that could be for anybody, right? Whether you know only an E chord, mm -hmm. an E major chord, or you know Which is me. <laughs> Which is Austin. Mm -hmm. You know, he's only knows one major shape. I played two different keys so far. <laughs> I'm I'm tempted to whip out a capo. <laughs> Just put the cape on, yeah. play the same stuff up the neck. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. But whether you know only an E chord or you know one lick or you know how to play a whole box song on your guitar, I mean, mm -hmm. you can instantly add ambiance and vibe and space and headroom and texture. Maybe all of those words mean the same thing in a lot of ways, but you know, you can achieve a lot 
with very little. So we're going to switch to the concert setting now. And Austin is going to play a little bit for us. And you're going to get an idea of what a large concert is going to sound like. Same settings, just concert. Yeah, so you can hear if you're really listening closely and you have an and and you're interested in listening for these things, you can hear how the the echo the the trail runs out way more. Yeah. Than the arena, right? Like the arena It's a lot more it, open. Yeah, it dies at some point. This has so much yeah. more headroom. It sounds almost like it's shooting down a hallway, literally, mm-hmm. and just you can hear it almost infinitely go and then die mm-hmm. out where the arena almost sounds like eventually it's hitting mm-hmm. some sort of wall, something that's ending the trail. Yeah. yeah. It's a very clean decay. Incredible job. Really. When you think about the emulation on that one, that really sounds like you're, you hear, you're hearing someone like toss a rock down like a, like a long, like mine shaft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and play the same thing. I'm fortunately didn't really think about what I was playing, but we'll see. Just so you guys can hear the difference between the arena and the concert, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So large arena to large concert. Completely different lick and rhythm, but you guys get the feel of it. And I feel like playing through this reverb setting, or the concert versus the arena, your initial sound is a lot more focused. Like the reverb, when the reverb comes in, it's much more aggressive. But this one you can kind of play, even though you have that long tail. I see what you mean. You can still play and not be drowned out by the reverb. Yeah, it's not... I always use the word splash or crash but it's not like crashing into the reverb before the note itself has even come yeah um because there's some settings where it's like the reverb is almost like hitting before the note even comes right (laughs) the big sky knows so next i think we're going to add a little bit of modulation yeah sure and pre-decay just to give people or pre-delay just to give people an idea of how those modulate the reverb sound um, because they're not always necessary or mm-hmm. important, but they definitely will serve their purpose as far as like you designing or discovering your own. Exactly. Yeah, tunes. totally. You definitely hear the modulation on that. Wow, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And it doesn't completely have the same drip it has on some yeah. of the other reverb settings, but you can still really hear the way it, it adds that sort of uh, vocal aspect almost, right? Where it's like, whomp, almost a little bit of a, like a, a uh, pulsing style to it. Nice. So we have Austin switching the big sky over to a nice That's crispy right. spring reverb. Crispy spring. My personal favorite. Um, not necessarily specifically to this pedal. <laughs> just in general, my personal favorite. I love spring reverb. But um, it's going to be sounding wonderful. And so let's switch it up. Let's come in hard on the spring yeah. reverb, like heavy spring reverb, and then we'll dial it back. So let me just cut the mod mm -hmm. and the pre-delay for you. Yeah. And while Ian is doing that, the spring reverb has a couple different settings that you can do on this. So the second parameter knob is going to control the different types of spring reverb. So you're going to have a combo, tube, overdrive, and clean. So we're going to start on, what do you think? What do you want to start on? Let's do clean. Let's go Just clean. give him an idea, and then I, uh, as always, we'll kick it up from there, right? Yeah. This is going to be the combo one. I'm going to play the same stuff. If you guys like John Mayer, you're in for a super treat. If you hate him... Just bear with us for like 40 seconds. You're in for a hate biscuit. This one's going to be tube. This one is going to be overdrive or overdriven, whichever one you prefer. There's that filthy sort of metal Nasty. sound that it adds in there. Filthy in, a, I guess, a good way, but... But it's interesting how that, you know, it really adds that mm -hmm. that uh, industrial sound. Yeah. Like you're in a warehouse, right? And there's like construction going on outside of it. Hmm. My favorite was Tube. I also agree. But uh, not to say that they are all pretty badass in their own way. Definitely. And there are things that I don't like that other people do. And, and I think that's an important thing with music to always mm -hmm. remember, right? Like that sometimes the feature isn't always about uh, everybody liking it, but I think sometimes it's just about uh, offering variety to the user. So I'm, I know that there is somebody out there who I'm willing to bet prefers that to, you know, the other settings on this pedal. But uh, I mean, that's, that's everything for the spring. 
Do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, I think so. I think spring's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So next one we're moving to is swell, which is a really special one in the sense that if you don't own a volume pedal or you're working with limited space on your pedal board, which is also another reasonable scenario, whatever it may be, the swell gives you this volume swell effect um, that you can modulate a little bit yourself mm -hmm. using the controls on the Strymon. And it's nice because if you're at a gig where you don't have that pedal, you can add those those swell textures to your playing. Yeah. And it makes it much more simple. Or as Austin said to me, you can step away from your board, even if you have a volume pedal, and mm -hmm. get the same swell effect without having to screw around or tap dance, which some people hate doing when they play. Yeah. So on the swell setting, you could do a couple different things. You can have the reverb swell, or you can have your guitar signal swell. So right now we're going to set it to have the reverb swell up. Yeah, so that radiance yeah. really just it's it's hard to hear it up toward the end until you start to hear the dissonance. Yes, right there. When you hear the reverb come in, you hear all the, the dissonance between the notes. Yeah, that actually is even a better word. It's because it's dissonant and it's radiant, but it, it it's really the radiance is almost made because of the dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. Like this feeling of like this humming. Yeah. Um, but that's cool because, you know, if you're not volume swelling, you can add a certain effect to your reverb and I think a minimal effect too. So it wouldn't, it doesn't really drench your playing and especially the front end, if you're keeping it pretty short, yeah. you're not going to hear that reverb completely come to fruition. So, ah, so you switched the swell now, right? I switched the swell. So now it's going to swell up the dry signal. thing here is you can really dial in that timing of yeah. the swell and can produce wonderful backing or underscoring yeah right whether it's a singer-songwriter yeah or even just some ambient music hell i'm sure you could even use it in the right metal band i do have to say the swells on this They're okay. Yeah, compared to, I mean, it's never going to be as good as doing it with your foot, I think. Yeah. Because with your foot, you have that fine control. You got that, yeah, totally. What are you thinking? It's like driving an automatic or a stick. You know, but you can, yeah. You can hear the choke when you go in for that other one. You know? Yeah, there's like this refractory period that mm -hmm. isn't so sexy. Not so sexy. Yeah. Yeah, because there's such a dip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost, it would be more distracting. Yeah, and although you can alter it, I, I think um, it's got a certain specificity to the swell speed. 
or the style of swell, which is like a large swell. It's going from like, I feel like if you were on a pedal virtually completely off to completely on. And we all know sometimes you just want to hu like hover under being barely audible and then swell in. And it's a different style of swell, right? Yeah. So maybe the only con with that one, right? Yeah, I would say so. We found the first con. stop the podcast <laughs> no seriously it's a it's an incredible device but we feel at liberty or even responsible um for sharing pros and cons yeah. because you know although we generally love all the pedals that we test and try um you know we want to be fair and unbiased and uh, present what we might what you might find as a real con if you were to play this as a as a player and yeah. so um now, we're not trying to witch hunt anybody, but we are going to share some of the cons at times in our podcast, and uh, we hope you guys understand why. You can send all hate mail to Sonic Garage Elixirs. He is open to all sorts of mailing. You can DM him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just you kidding. You could. We're having some mics falling over right now. I got a mic falling on me. He's not liking that. There it is. I'm not designed to sit at a mic. There's something about me. It just doesn't doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. Yeah. Are we good? So let's move on to the bloom. Yes. So the bloom is another very special one. Mm -hmm. So the bloom is going to be something similar to a hall, in my opinion. I'm probably totally butchering it. But the envelope of it, the attack is going to swell up. So you'll guys hear it. Um, you'll hear my initial guitar signal go through, and then you'll hear this really fast, um, almost fade in of the reverb. Yes, yeah, so the first parameter is going to alter the low end, and the second one is going to alter the length of the bloom, so how fast the attack is. Got the mix and the decay, um, both at about 40%. Mm -hmm. um, so not very much. Get the pre-delay at zero modulation at zero zero um and we've got the length at about half length mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. can select um and you will hear the bloom so um, you'll definitely hear it as it's described yeah it blooms it blooms it opens up slowly and then at the very end you've got this very full open reverb so it's i mean mm -hmm. essentially it's filtering kind of putting an envelope on the reverb a little bit yeah right? yeah oh yeah yeah so now i'm going to crank the bloom settings up so it's going to be a long bloom with a mix at 60 percent and the decay at about 60 also um, we cranked up the parameter two to about 70, almost 75% here. 
and we're keeping parameter one, which is alteration of the low end, just at zero, no altering on the low end. We haven't bumped it or, or upped it at all. So um, here we go. cool thing about this reverb is it allows you to go through, allows you to cut in the mix, and then the reverb comes up. But the downfall of that is it's almost another, I guess, instrument. Yes, I do know what you mean. Because rhythmically, it'll mm -hmm. add something. And you won't. have to be careful of that, right? Like, Especially, you know, like on this type of thing with the pre-delay, you have to be careful playing with it because you can easily start to cross over into like a dissonant territory where you add yeah. some dissonance to the music you're playing because it's either out of rhythm or the time's just slightly delayed on your bloom. So mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. It is like managing another instrument in some ways. Mm -hmm. But the benefit is you can get that sort of pulsating effect, that blooming effect, the sort of swelling effect without it actually yeah. being a volume swell. Um, but uh, I don't know that I personally would find a lot of use for a bloom but i mm -hmm. i'm only saying that without having a big sky so yeah who knows you know if you if you figured out a way to use the bloom in a unique way take a video I use the tag bloom a us. Lot. you use the bloom a lot a lot austin's gonna show us here how to use the bloom um in action because he says he uses it all i use it a lot yes yeah. so i use it on a western water song which is one of the bands that i play in i guess the only band that i play in this is how I use it. So it's on the intro of Go. Nice. So you get, I see. So you're, you're really highlighting your dry yeah. signal that comes in, right? Like mm -hmm. you really get to hear what's being played. Because what I wanted to happen is I wanted to, I wanted people to hear the accents. Yeah, you so know, that, that's where it really is beneficial, right? Because you might want reverb, but you don't want it loud enough where you kill those those tonal mm -hmm. things that you get from like hearing the yeah. your fingers on the string, right? Yeah, you know? and the also plus side is I wanted to go through the but da 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 ba, and when I hit the ba, I want the reverb to come in. To push the sound a little bit. So it's kind of like the majority of the reverb is going to yeah, come like an in exclamation there. Point and it's a saying, bit, right? as a volume-wise, the intro kind of, it's there, and then, dun, dun, and then on that one, pushes sound a little bit more. Yeah, it gives this rising and falling feeling, yeah. too, right? Um, that there's this climb and this opening, and then it kind of comes back, and mm -hmm. I, was, I would almost describe it as you can get sort of like a pulsating effect to the reverb where it's like swells and comes back and swells yeah. and comes back. So that's what Ian was saying earlier is that you can use it as a rhythmic option as well, you know? Yeah. And, and if like, you you know, if you, if you're someone like Austin and there's something he's really good at that I've never developed because I've never tried it or it's never been in my style as, of playing, but you can develop a lot of unique textural and i know i use that word a lot by the way but austin creates a lot of texture 
and rhythmic aspects to his playing by using the big sky where you know you can alter the parameters so it's perfectly in time with um, whatever signature you're playing in or the the feel the innate feel of the music that you're playing and it's mm -hmm. and it's how you want it to really, pulsate yes exactly know? and if you can really capture that which i think you're somebody who does it can be a whole nother tool in your toolbox as far as songwriting and playing um, again it's something i've never developed but but if you spend the time working with a pedal like this it surely a lot of avenues you can take yeah right? so we're going to move from the bloom to the cloud setting and this setting is basically what it sounds like it creates a almost obnoxious amount of reverb something that you could just fly on so ian is setting the tone in right now he is setting the tone knob at 50. the first parameter is going to control the low end the second one is going to control the diffusion we're setting low end no cut no boost, smack dab in the middle, 12 o'clock, and same thing for the diffusion. Diffusion is going to be at 50. No modulation. The mix is going to be as well 50. We're all about 50 over here. And the pre-delay is going to be at zero, and the decay is going to be around almost two seconds. Yeah, and here, so when we say 50% to just a reminder, we're, we're meaning directly 12 o'clock, you know, and so oftentimes the reason we do that like with parameter one and two is because it'll keep it at zero essentially or it'll be mm -hmm. no no effect to the reverb so just so you know a reminder for our, our listeners beautiful it's a beautiful opening to a song seriously i like that one a lot it's uh, got a really good tone on it yeah so what i forgot to mention in the beginning is the big sky has an infinity option where if you hold down one of the foot switches for the preset that you have on it'll bring out the reverb to basically infinity you can use it if you're integrating sort of sonic landscapes and you want to add some texture over whatever you're about to play next, but it's not a sustain. It's not like a sustain pedal where you could, you know, play one note and hold the pedal down for it to sustain like an E or an E chord. So you can play over it. It's eventually going to have all these reverbs sort of splashing and crashing into each yep. other. And it, it's mm -hmm. eventually going to turn into this, this, this pad. Yes. Into this a pad. explosion of reverb. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just, give you guys an example of that we changed from the cloud setting to a plate setting something a little less abrasive and less aggressive yeah because the clouds are going to sort of crash into itself already. anyways yeah so we wanted to show you we're gonna bring it to a small plate and then ian's gonna hold it down for us and you'll just hear what happens to the reverb
<laughs> that's it, though. Yeah, so that that gives you an idea. Mm-hmm. It's a very abrupt ending. It's yeah, it's super abrupt. So yeah. abrupt, it kind of vacuums you out of the moment there for a second. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna move to the coral setting. Yes, coral, corral, corral, coral. We I talked coral, about this yesterday. I think it's definitely coral. coral okay. But if you had never read the pedal. And somebody like didn't know what a chorus was. They might go through the whole corral thing. Yeah, the whole coral corral flanger flanger phaser phaser reverb of like a horse corral. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So dumb yesterday. (laughs) That's so funny though. Like, because I just imagined like a horse corral. That's like open wind. Yeah, it's just there is no reverb. Like, so yeah, we're on the the coral setting. Mm Hmm. Austin, what is what does that exactly mean in the context of the big? It's style? just going to have a vocal sounding reverb, so you can change from oos to ahs to ooh ah ah oos, that kind of stuff. See here, this is a. It's a ooh. Yeah, and in this setting, so the parameter one's going to give you access to different vowel shapes or sounds like sort of vocal sounds mm-hmm. we'll run through the through those with you guys and then the parameter two you're able to adjust the resolution mm-hmm. and it allows you to choose mild medium or high mm-hmm. and right now we're going to keep it on mild and everything else the modulation we have at zero the yeah. pre-delay we have at zero mix again like a 50 percent mm-hmm Tone at 50. Tone also at 50. 12 o'clock. Or 12 noon. Whichever one works for you. Um, and we also have the decay at 50% as well. And so this is going to give you a very light taste of the choral verb. And then on parameter one, and we're going to work our way from the left to the mm-hmm. right. So this is all the way over to the left with parameter mm-hmm. one. It's going to give us a ah-ooh kind of reverb. So you'll hear it. And then... Once we go all the way to the right, it's going to give us a random selection between all of them. But you guys hear everything in between it. Exactly. one is going to just be an ah one is going to be an ah-o, not to be confused with the ahu. Mm-hmm. 
right, now we're going to go to the O. Just to, it's going to be an O-H. O. O. Or is it because <laughs> there's no other H's, right? So is yeah. that a hard end? That's that. That's the question of the day: is O H or O? Yeah, that is question of the day. Yeah. Addition to the question of the day: mm-hmm. this would be if you're interested in sharing a video of yourself, share us a video of you vocalizing these different choral sounds <laughs> with your voice, these different you know mouth shapes. And tag us. That'd be a great extension to the question of the day. Too sounds oh, the pretty little cool actually. I like that flatted fifth. Yeah, I like. That. I guess that's chromatic, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on the context you're using, and right, like because a flat fifth one place could be something different in another context, right? But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I just like the sound of that. You know, I think there's certain things that uh, you can do without playing that sounds very in the box, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So <laughs> that was the. Uh, Reverb setting. We're going to move to the oh, oh. Not to be confused with the uh from earlier. This has four O's before the first H. And then an H O H. Oh, oh. Oh, Or ooh, oh. Just a straight up O. Straight up four O's. Yeah. Ooh. I guess ooh. ooh, ooh. Right. have to say that I don't like that lick, but I played it on the first time and we're so deep into this now that I we can't go back. We're committed. We're committed to that lick. So if you're thinking, does does Austin play like that? No, he just made one mistake and he's just committing to that mistake. Sometimes folks, <laughs> that's the true mark of being a professional. He's learning how to take your mistake and not change it, but just work with it. We play it so much. That it's it's in. Or make it sound like it was no mistake at all. Like Bob Ross, you know? Mm. In his painting lessons, he'd be like, oh, that's not a mistake. That's it's a, a little tree. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, it looks like a tree now. So now we're going to hit into the random. So it's just going to go, you know, whatever yeah, we're not sure if that selects to. one of those randomly or if it does a random combination of vowels. I imagine it does a random combination of those different sounds, right? Rather than just picking randomly from the presets that you can already select from, right? I think it randomly picks from those presets from the vowels. Ooh, but like and moves them. So if like each reverb, it's changing. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! So let's hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, it is very subtle, and we could crank it a lot more for you, but that's not how people are really going to be using it. So just really listen closely to the differences and wind the podcast back if you want. That's why they have the little. 15 second rewind button mm. it's, it's made for a purpose just being super clean but still sounded great man <laughs> i blame the reverb <laughs> uh, we just went through the random one so now we're going to move on to the shimmer one the cool thing about this one is you can choose the interval of what the shimmer is going to be so you can go to the major third minor third yeah major let's... second or or hell the minor second Oh, and all wow. you music cats out there are probably thinking, does he even know what that is? <laughs> I was just playing a, I was just playing this lick for about 20 minutes. <laughs> um, anyways, no comment, no comment. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get into this one. So. What we're going to do is work our way over from the far left on the first parameter, which is going to give us a full octave down. And the thing I forgot to mention is that you can turn off the um, the second parameter, which would give you another reverb effect. Yeah, so the second parameter has similar options or the same options as the mm -hmm. first one, but it's just going to be on top of the first one. So mm -hmm. right now we have that turned off, and we'll show you guys what that is like when you have both of them engaged. We're going to leave the modulation at zero um, like we have been because that's something you can play with on your own. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave the tone at 50%, decay at 50%, and mix at about 50% too. We're going to keep that pre-delay off. I'm going to get down there and I'm going to switch Austin through these parameters. So I'm going to start on the far left the octave parameter and Austin's going to call these out as I switch them. Right now Austin is currently playing with the octave parameter on. Give me that octave in there. Yeah. Yeah, so let's do it. full octave down one. Mm -hmm. 
Now we're going to move up to the major seventh, but it's going to be an octave down. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. literally spooky as shit yeah it's spooky as hell i love it though because it doesn't really belong in most areas you'd have to use it incredibly thoughtfully yeah my god okay let's that's an octave down major seventh. It's kind of gnarly. It is kind of gnarly for gnarly. sure. Okay, so the next one we're doing is a minor seventh. And this is, again, octave down. Or, well, not an octave down. But it's below the note you're playing, not above pitch-wise. dissonant too and then we're going to go to the major sixth And I know some yeah. people out there who already have maybe a more fluid work, like like a yeah. fluid understanding of music theory, probably could sort of compute it on the go. Harmonize with the reverb itself, kind of thing. And I could see using this on something like a synth, where you want to just detune the synth a little bit to add a little bit more body and spaciousness to it, but just not having the reverb so loud on it. A similar effect as you would with a chorus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think either with the right knowledge or the right practice, you could get a lot out of this this setting specifically as far as harmony. Yeah. And um, adding a thickness to your sound. So like if you're playing alone. Mm -hmm. So we've all been in the scenario where you're playing along with a singer-songwriter and you're looking for different things to do about, rather than just underscore them using the same voicings that they're doing. And mm -hmm. so if you got really skilled with this or you had an innate talent or knowledgeability with music theory you can yeah. harmonize really easily mm -hmm. be very useful but uh so we're gonna move to the minor six i love it and we're gonna hear how spooky that sounds <laughs> Thank you. 
to be honest, I have no idea what you would use this for. <laughs> Again, like, yeah, and that- know, like I understand using an octave down, an octave up, and that kind of stuff, and then you know playing just to feel like an ambience, just doing soundscaping kind of things. Absolutely. But the whole like fucking minor six, right? Now, how am I supposed to? If you were... So that was the minor six. Um, we're gonna move to what I'm gonna guess is the perfect fifth. P5, yeah. P5, ladies and gentlemen, P5. Should sound a little more pleasant. That's enjoyable. Yeah, a lot of body there. almost never going to have an issue with the perfect fit might sound a little odd in certain spots but generally really nice yeah that's nice. um so i'm going to go to yeah, the that's a... <laughs> nice one <laughs> yeah that's a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry just threw up <laughs> threw up sorry. in the microphone everybody <laughs> a little uh... <laughs> hairball <clears throat> hairball i have cats sorry so this next one we have is going to give you a triad triad i don't like it is that a triad <laughs> i don't think it is man try 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 tritonal try try again <laughs> try try again try <laughs> try a different reverb <laughs> okay F- fuck the triad let's move on to something else yes yeah, so let us know yeah what you, what, what, you think that <laughs> what was what was that Strymon, hit us up looks like we got a perfect rib, fourth. perfect fourth kind of sound like um like asian style music mm. yeah i think you can definitely pull that out of like a pentatonic scale but then i think having that fourth over the top of it had a very like string um a very like sort of like string quality to like a violin would play like Mm -hmm. a harmony like that um and maybe play like you were kind of playing something sort of um exotic if you will but like using exotic as one must say a pentatonic when just using that harmony over the top of it but um that's that's an interesting one yeah better than the last one oh god which i think is triad it's bothering me but i it did not sound like that yeah anyways this is going to be a major, major third. third. Below, again, below. Pretty self-explanatory. Sorry. 
We're gonna we're gonna go through all all fucking twelve of these. This is such a big battle. Imagine it's if we huge. were like really, like, yeah, really getting and into like, it. And like the thing is, everybody's like, we're just scratching the surface of this thing. Yes, yeah, like, we aren't even. We're not even changing the decay or the modulation, modulation or messing with the other parameter. We're literally just going through the interval. Yeah, if we're we were finding it comical as we go to do this because it's so I mean it's so complex it's and we're so trying to keep big. it as simple as we can as far as yeah. how we run through because we figure things like mo- modulation or pre delay you could get an idea of how that might sound even if we're not altering and that's why we you know we're trying to keep it as simple as possible but like Austin said we're only going to be scratching the surface when it comes to Big Sky. Um. I mean, this is one setting we've been on now for yeah. at least 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And honestly, if you guys made it this far into this episode, you're pretty damn interested in the big sky. You should just buy it you at should, this point. Honestly, just buy it at this point. <laughs> you either are super inter- interested in the big sky or you love reverb. And if you do, I understand I love reverb just as much as you do. Yes. It's also the also easiest for- thing to edit ever. For all you audio engineers out there and Pro Tools operators, reverb is the best thing to edit. Thank you for that pro tip, Austin. Yes. I like that. You should have little pro tips with Austin Day. We do a little five-minute Instagram live, little pro tips with Austin Day. Hey, guys. It's Welcome to the pro tip. <laughs> yes. Add generic rock riff here. <laughs> okay. Super chill. Insert super chill guy here. So that was what? What was that? I can't remember. Major second? We just did a minor second, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> so many options. Holy fuck. That was a major second. I think everybody wants us to speed up this this yeah, one and just I... go to something practical. So do you just want to go to an octave up? Yes. We're definitely going to speed this up. We're going to do a little editing magic yeah. right here. Okay, so I cranked it all the way up. We didn't want to bore you guys too much. Um, we know some of that stuff can be boring. I switched us to two octaves above. Mm-hmm. So Austin's going to give us a little sound here. And this is where you're going to really hear the shimmer start to happen. See, that's totally useful. I would totally use that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, completely useful. And, you know, these other ones, I'm sure a lot of you would agree are useful. But for the sake of our time and your guys' time, we're going to run through the ones we find that will actually be useful to everybody. So the next one we're going to go to is an octave above plus a fifth. So it's really probably a lot more useful, especially when you're playing nice open chords to get, add a lot more beef and texture behind everything.
almost like having little violins playing in the background. Really tiny yeah. violins. Really tiny. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds string-like. Okay, so, and the last one we're going to do here is the perfect fifth above, just to give you guys an idea of what that's going to sound like. Right now, what I just set on the pedal was parameter one being a octave below. And so this is where parameter two comes into play. Parameter two being a perfect fifth above. So again, if you've taken the time or you have knowledge, you can play around with these harmonies a lot. You can have a lot of fun looking through the different sonic palettes that this pedal offers. So Austin's going to give us a little play through of what that would sound like with a octave below and a perfect fifth above, just to give you an idea of some of the harmonies you can achieve. And then we're probably going to move on from this setting. So you can use it to add adds like layers to the sound literally and figuratively yeah literally adding reverb layers cool let's well, uh that's shimmer yeah that's shimmer for you that one could be a very deep well that yeah could, that could be a good four hours you could yeah. spend probably sitting and playing with that and and even then i'm sure the combinations are limitless so we're going to move to magneto so what the magneto is a multi-head echo with all the heads on and the pre-delay knob is going to add feedback and the diffusion parameter adds a new dimension of ambience. And I literally just read that from the Strymon website. Yeah. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. It's a very cool sound. So it's that's cool, really cool. It's got like a slap back almost, yeah. right? I mean, and this is with the diffusion in the low end, not adjusted at all, right in the middle, mm -hmm. not lower nor higher. So that's parameter one and two. So yeah. with our tone at fifty percent. So if you turn up the pre delay, can you move the pre delay to say fifty? With decay it, and mix also at 50. Yeah, it just, it's going to bring up the feedback of the delay. That's a cool one. 
really not much to say about it. It kind of is what it is. Yeah, that one. It's cool. Yeah, truly a cool sound and allows you to really almost like dip into, again, that like slapback territory um, without having to have a delay pedal on. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the next guy, and that's going to be the nonlinear one which is also pretty self-explanatory. So it's going to offer you three different kinds of backwards reverse shapes. It's going to give you a swoosh, reverse, and a ramp. Or you can get a gated verb, which we all know is fucking badass. Um, you have feedback control, late reverb, and diffusion parameters. Um, we're going to start on the swoosh reverb. I'm just going to give you guys a good slap and not play anything after just so you can hear what the reverb is actually going to sound like. Cool. Yeah, it's almost got that uh, sort of reverse yeah. effect a little bit. You know, the... So now we're going to move from swoosh to reverse. Good old reverse. So the difference is it's just going to be the attack. So the swoosh is essentially a reverse with a higher attack, right? Um, yeah. This kind of, you know, builds up into it versus the swooshes. Groovy. Cool. I like that one. Yeah. So we're going to move to the Rampa. like that one yeah non-linear cool. is, is pretty yeah for sure and and uh just weird enough for me <laughs> so we're gonna go to reflections now oh shit never mind we're gonna go to gate i forgot about gate yeah we have gate goss and bounce mm. so first one we're on is gate to Gus. Describe that one. Uh, I think that it opens up 
the attack is a little bit more gradual versus the other one. It almost blooms. There you go. And the final one. The bounce. That's something you could groove to. Totally. I think if you could sync it with your rhythm, it'd be even more badass too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now we're going to hit the reflection, right? Yes, we are, Mr. Austin Asvenonia. And this one is just going to emulate what Strymon thinks it would sound like to reamp your guitar into a room. So parameter one on this setting is going to allow you to adjust the low end just as it has before. And parameter two is going to allow you to play with the positioning of the amp in the room, so to speak. So it'll be sort of far away versus very close. Um, we're going to leave it in the middle for now, and I'll adjust it as we go. We're also going to leave the low end unadjusted. Mod, zero, still. Pre-delay, zero, still. Decay, mix, and tone, of course, 50%. <laughs> All right, so let's move um let's move the amp farther away and then we'll move on to the next guy. there on the trail i switched it all the way over to the other side so now you're going to hear if the amp were to be as close as you could put it sweet so you guys get the idea of that it's it's a nice sounding reverb but uh is supposed to sound very natural so it's not supposed to be anything more than a subtle touch yeah i imagine they would think that you would use that maybe more in a di setting if you're trying to get a sound of makes a lot of sense what they would think a room and speaking of rooms we're going to move to the room setting and that's going to be our final final for you guys on this beautiful stomp box <laughs> you to adjust the low end as it has before and parameter two is going to allow you to select the size or the space in which you are technically in um, with this reverb parameter two right now is set on studio so you're going to get a, an idea of what a studio room would sound like this is what austin was just playing on just so you guys know as well <laughs> to the club size.
And that's it. Those are just the two different kind of rooms you can choose from. Very simple, very straightforward as a room reverb is. You may want to use this in the case that you're not actually in that room you'd like to be in, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I think that wraps up the big sky. We really just looked at a giant and then just described the giant's toenail. I agree. In the grossest way of explaining this pedal. I'm sorry, I just put that image in your guys' mind, but that's just what happened. Yeah, so this pedal is a beast. And it took us that amount of time to just do the very basics, the very, mm -hmm. you know, bare minimum on the big sky. So it just gives you an idea of how crazy you can really get with this pedal, how diverse this pedal is and how versatile, you know, yeah. and You're there's not so many get bored with it. Yeah, definitely not going to get bored with it. There's a lot of MIDI functions you could do with this pedal. You can mess with these parameters for days. Like Ian was saying, I've had it for two years. I've only used like three patches. This is the first time I've ever been into the Magneto section ever, you know? So you guys were here to witness the first ever playthrough of that for me. And I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't own one myself, but just having a chance to review it and check it out. And, you know, I've heard Austin play with it now for a couple months. It's worth the investment. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so if you yeah. were considering to get this pedal and you made it this far in the podcast... You're pretty into it. Yeah, and let us know what you find with it if you go and get it and you play it or you own one and you want to let us know how it is playing your big sky you know send us a video post a video tag us um email it to us any way you you guys possibly want to we'd love to connect and we'd love to hear what you have to say about the big sky and remember the question of the day <laughs> is oh uh, or o or o or o or like <laughs> or all of the above. Yeah, let us know, and and uh, if you know the official answer, send us send us a recording of you saying it. Mm. Post a video of you going through any of those vocal settings on the choral setting, of, and you making those mouth shapes. As always, we greatly appreciate you guys tuning into our podcast. It's been a blast thus far. Can't believe we even made it to episode four. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's been it's been a joy and it's been a lot of fun and it's been educational for us. So we hope it has mm -hmm. been for you guys. I'd say the same. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as as much as we are. Yeah, and, and you know we're we're learning as we go. I played the wrong lick for thirty minutes, but you know, <laughs> it, it worked out. It was great. Yes, it it. If you were ever wondering. We'll clear it up for you. It takes a while to get comfortable podcasting and knowing what, what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Because it's, it's not a given. And even though you can look at other people and say there's a formula, yeah. there, there isn't a formula well, for your podcast because it's never been done before. Yeah. It's kind of so like... look at somebody else's and say, that seems like the right choice, mm -hmm. but it might not be the right choice for you guys. So yeah, well, it's kind of like we're having a conversation with somebody that's not here. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like you and I are having a conversation with a third person who's not in the room and that person's really bad at communicating themselves. <laughs> so we're having to guess at all their needs and wants in the relationship. Yeah. And it's not easy, you know? Mm hmm So, um, you know, just to give you guys a little insight, if you're ever thinking of doing a podcast yourself, do it. It's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. You can do it too, for sure. It's possible. Yeah. And on that note, my name is Austin. And my name's Ian. Thank you for tuning into the Stompbox situation. 